Now Living with Jason W. Blair. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is my first podcast ever. So, uh, first of all, please be gentle. I'm your host, Jason W. Blair, author and graphic designer and podcaster. Um, all right. So, uh, this being my first podcast, I would like to uh, first introduce myself and what this podcast is about. This is Rural Living with Jason W. Blair. And and obviously, I'm Jason W. Blair. I am an author, graphic designer, podcaster, blogger, you name it. Uh, now a podcaster. Uh, but anyways, uh, I've wanted to do podcasting for a while, and this is my first attempt at it. So, um, again, please, if, if you don't like um the contents of this first episode stick with it please um if you're listening on itunes please subscribe it will get better and i will have more and more great content for you so anyways um i'm recording here in belfont pennsylvania a rural town but this podcast isn't just for people who live in small communities. It's for the urban, uh, the urbanites, we'll call them, or people who live in uh, suburbs, you name it. Uh, whether you're in America, the UK, Africa, Australia, I want everyone to enjoy this podcast. So I'm going to have a little bit of everything from uh, news and politics, theology, comedy, uh, how to's, uh, you name it. And if you want to hear something on this podcast, me talk about something, explain something, um, Please email me at jwb81 at jasonblairbooks.com, and I will certainly try to accommodate you there. Also, you can use that email if you would like to be a guest on this podcast, whether you're a writer, an artist, or you just have something to say. Even though we're not governed by the FCC, please remember, if you do become a, if you are selected to become a uh, guest here on this podcast, we are, we try to keep it uh, PG rated. So just bear that in mind. All right. So I'm here in Belfont, Pennsylvania. I grew up here in uh, Pennsylvania. I was born in Altoona, Pennsylvania, uh, in the uh, town of Altoona, city of Altoona. Uh, and that is about 50 miles away. Right now, Belfont, if you are unfamiliar with this area, is 14 or 15 miles outside of the Penn State Central Campus, University Park. And um, I, again, I'm a writer. I have written five books so far. And uh, you can check those out on Amazon.com or go to my website, www.jasonblairbooks.com. They are produced under the uh, publishing house name Brockway Books. And with that uh, being said, let's get on with today's content. Now, I was trying to think about what I wanted to do 
before my first episode. I wanted to keep it fresh and fun and lighthearted because, again, I've never done uh, a podcast before. So... Um, I wanted to include some music, but unfortunately, um, finding uh, Creative Commons music uh, geared towards Christmas is kind of um, is kind of difficult. Uh, unless you go with some of the classics that we've all heard a million times. So I scratched that idea and I decided instead to do something a little fun here. So today we're going to be, I'm going to uh, rattle off for you the 10 ridiculous Christmas crimes, according to Audi.com. So we can thank them for this list here. All right. Coming in at number one, 200 pound statue of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer stolen. On December 12th, 2014, a Grinch stole a little more than just the Christmas spirit. A 200-pound statue of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer disappeared from atop a city sign in Los Angeles. The statue has been a holiday icon in the South Bay enclave of Rolling Hills Estate for 50 years. A few days after the robbery, police followed up on a tip from a TV viewer and located the wooden statue on top of a mobile home in Gardena. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounce that. We assure you, at 200 pounds, it was hard to miss. The man at the home was arrested for or, excuse me, for possession of stolen property. He was found to be a gardener who worked in the area where the statue disappeared. Coming in at number two, $2,000, U.S. dollars, worth of Christmas decorations stolen. Also in 2014, police arrested a Colorado Springs couple for swiping $2,000 worth of their neighbor's Christmas decorations. The couple was bold enough to fill the front and backyard of their entire home with the stolen decorations. Every morning, he'd go out for a walk at like two or three, and then there was just more stuff in the yard, said the wife who claimed she didn't know where the decorations came from. In a Homer Simpson esque episode of Ned Flanders esque proportions. All right. Uh, number three, Nativity Donkey Squashed to Death by Obese Man. In 2014, a Nativity Donkey was squashed by an obese man who climbed into its pen in Spain. The five-month-old animal called Platero was not meant to be ridden, but was part of the Christmas scene in the town of Lucina... Andalusia. However, according to a complaint by animal welfare groups, a 23 stone man, a 23 stone man, wow, climbed onto the donkey's back to pose for a picture that has caused outrage on social media. Two days after the incident, on December 10th, uh, locals noticed the small animal could barely stand. It died the next morning after vets said they could not heal its injuries. Uh, let's see. The man climbed into the fence and pushed Platero around until he could proudly pose galloping with almost 150 kilograms, that's 330 pounds of weight on his fragile body, fatally injuring him, said the complaint. Police 
are investigating. Well, obviously not anymore because that's from 2014. <laughs> Number four, women in bikinis steal Christmas lights in small rural town. Not much uh, seemed to happen in the tiny town of South Johnstone. Not Johnstown for you Pennsylvania residents. Population 500, Australia. Until Christmas 2013 when four bikini-clad female bandits were seen running after committing a late-night Christmas light robbery. The scantily-dressed ladies took 30 solar lights, including three candy canes from two homes before they were disturbed by a neighbor who chased them down the street, police said. The group then fled across a nearby football field and somehow vanished in the small town. Police were never able to catch the Christmas criminals. All right, we'll continue with number five in just a second. Need some more coffee here. For those of you who don't know, I am a coffee-aholic. Get out of my coffee. Number five, coming in at number five, man stabbed after giving girlfriend knife for Christmas. In 2013, a man who gave his girlfriend a fillet knife for Christmas was treated at a Seattle hospital for stab wounds the following day. Clever detectives at the Everett Police Department Major Crimes Unit believe the woman, 18, stabbed her boyfriend and slit his throat with a new knife. Ooh. The woman alleged that the man had threatened to hurt her several times, including on the drive home from a fishing trip they uh, they took a few days before. She told police that he would or that he told her he would cut her up and throw her in the river. Very nice, people. Coming in at number six, Swedish Christmas goat engulfed in flames for the 27th time. In 2013 and for the 27th time, vandals in Sweden burned down a giant straw goat meant to symbolize the Christmas spirit. Located in... Okay, let's see. Gavel, G-A-V-L-E, Sweden's town square, the 13 meter, that's 43 feet, uh, foot high, and 3.6 ton heavy straw goat was engulfed in flames in a criminal action that that's almost as old as the goat tradition itself, which has been taking place since 1966. Number seven, mafia men arrested over Christmas flower extortion. In 2013, police in Italy arrested four mafia gangsters over a Christmas exhortation. Excuse me, exhortion. Exhortation is completely different. Over a Christmas exhortion scam, the men have been forcing shop owners to buy poinsettias, red-leafed plants known in Italy as Christmas stars, for 100 times the wholesale price, demanding as much as 100 euros. Uh, 85 pounds or 140 American dollars. A plant for the past three holiday seasons. Owners who refused the mob's Christmas offer had their shops vandalized. Number eight. Police issue description of stolen Christmas tree as six foot tall with lots of green branches and prickly bits. If anyone has any information as to the whereabouts of this tree, please get in touch, said the Facebook page of UK's foul, er, foul mouth, not foul mouthed, 
Falmouth, F-A-L-M-O-U-T-H, police station after specifying a stolen Christmas tree on their Facebook page as being six feet tall with lots of green branches and prickly bits, an obvious case of a very, very special and hard-to-miss tree. The status update has generated a number of amused responses from the followers of the page. Number nine, $192,000 worth of marijuana wrapped as Christmas gifts. In 2012, a BMW SUV was pulled over on the Ohio Turnpike around 11 a.m. A drug-sniffing dog, dog indicated the presence of contraband and police searched the vehicle. A probable cause would, a probable cause search revealed 30 pounds of hydroponic marijuana wrapped as Christmas gifts worth an estimated $192,000. Wow. Crime doesn't pay, folks. And number 10, millions of digital coins stolen in Christmas hack. The day after Christmas 2013, the founder of DogWallet, a storage system for the Bitcoin digital currency alternative, Dog eCoin confirmed the hack that may have cost owners millions in lost digital coins, thankfully valued at roughly, okay, 0.00059 dollars US per coin. The millions of dog e-coins that were stolen have a combined value of just around 12,000 US dollars. The hack didn't target individual accounts, but rather the official dog e-wallet page, which was modified to ensure that all transactions were sent to a single account rather than their intended recipients. Doggy Wallet's founders said those accounts affected would be compensated, but the trust in the new digital currency was damaged and ruined a lot of people's days. So there you have it, people. Uh, folks, that is the 10 top 10, if you will, ridiculous Christmas crimes. When this, you know, um, this is supposed to be a season of peace and hope and, and joy and merriment. However, some people still find a way to ruin that. All right. Well, this is Jason W. Blair, and I hope you enjoyed this first episode. Um, if you didn't, please stick with me. It will improve. I guarantee you. So with that being said, Let's go to, let's see here. All right. That being said, I will see you next time. You've been listening to Rural Living with Jason W. Blair, a production of Jason Blair Books and Brockway Media.